Welcome to the Visible Coaches podcast. I'm Angela Durant and you'll meet Anka Herman a little later. Between us, we have 30 years of business experience. We've started and grown our businesses from nothing but an idea, learning to play to our strengths as introverts in what often feels like an extrovert world. If you have ever felt any resistance to how others tell you you have to market yourself or bear your soul on social media just to get clients, then this podcast is for you. We know the unique challenges that introverted coaches face when it comes to selling their services. So if you're ready to learn how to spot those golden opportunities right under your nose, clarify your message, nurture that market and get more business coming your way, all without sacrificing your energy levels or well-being, then plug your AirPods in and let's go. Well, welcome to the Visible Coaches podcast with Angela and Anka. And today's topic why should you listen to me? That is the fundamental question in building your credibility and your presence online. Why should you listen to me? That's where we're going to start. So it's one of the things that I ask all of the time. And in fact, actually, the topic of this podcast came because we were in conversation when we anchor and I just went, you know what, why should people listen to me? That's the first place I ask when I'm creating a talk, whether I'm thinking of a new idea, because it's about how you are going to bring your opinion, your ideas, your skill, your difference and get people to follow that. Because being in business for yourself is being in leadership and it doesn't mean we need to be an influencer with a million people watching our reels on TikTok etc but it is about leading from a place of knowledge understanding experience and your personal opinion because you've got lived experience on it that's where it starts from for me that's why I always ask the question why should they listen to me how am I going to explain what I'm about, what I'm bringing into the world and what I do. Anka, do you want to take over from here? Yeah, I love that question because it really helps with two things. You know, one is the, I think almost like that sense of certainty that you get when you know that you're credible, you know you have that credibility. And we usually have a little more than we give ourselves credit for. So actually asking that question and making that really conscious is, is really, really helpful, right? And the other part of it is what that question or the answer to it, what that digs out is our own story, which piece of our own story, our own experience, which piece will actually allow us to build that bridge for people? Because I think that's a critical part. You know, we have so much stuff coming our way. If there isn't something where people go, oh, I relate to that. They're not going to pay attention. So I think asking that question really, it helps us feel grounded and it helps other people pay attention or even notice you or hear what you've got to say. Do you know what? That is so true because I think of two stories, one in the past and one recently where where I did that. And the first time it was a bit of an unconscious competent. I didn't realise what I was doing. I knew I needed to be visible. When I started in 2008 as a voice coach, I sat in my dining room and I went, God, you know, it doesn't matter whether I'm actually any good, whether I'm rubbish, whether I'm brilliant. If people don't know I exist, then they can't even make that decision for themselves. And that, I think, is a fundamental place. It was, you know, I knew that there were skills to learn, but it wasn't about me 
trying to prove those skills to people. It was about me being visible enough for people to come and for us to both work out who the right client was and what results could be gained from the work with with me. And I remember really struggling with my website. And this is quite funny because I probably wouldn't even be able to even put a website together these days, you know, without sweating and agonizing over it. But I put a template website together because somebody said, Angela, it's 2009, you need to be online. (laughs) And I was like, oh gosh, what am I going to do? You know, Facebook had just started. I mean, go get that, you know. Um, So I sat down and when it came to the about me page, oh my goodness me, I sat there and I thought, well, what am I going to write? You know, I've never been a voice coach before. I don't have a qualification yet in voice coaching. So I didn't even have a certification in voice coaching that I got further on down the line. And I was really struggling with imposter syndrome because I didn't even feel at that point as if I'd had a really super singing career to kind of back it up. Whereas most of my mentors and teachers or other people, they'd had these big stage careers and then they'd fallen into teaching as the last resort, as it were, you know, for an aging career that was ending. So I just didn't feel as if I had a lot to show for myself. But somehow I wanted to go out and try this thing out. And I knew that I had to kind of earn as I learn a little bit. So I wrote this about me page. And in writing it, I think I put, you know, I've had to rebuild my voice three times in my life. And because I've had to rebuild it, I'm probably going to be a really good bet to help you find yours. And there was some truth in that because I'd had a baby with a a really sort of, she was breech and I'd had a really uh, big cesarean section on her, really big operation. And It took me three months to actually put my voice back together from, you know, the muscles, the abdominal wall was not working as it was prior to to that baby. So I had to, to build the strength back in my voice and also from bad teaching previously and then finding new teaching on the way, I had to rebuild my voice. And what was really interesting is I would ask people when they came, you know, when they found me and they found me through online directories and that became really obvious where my market was finding me from. And so I doubled down on things like that. But when they came, I always asked them, I said, what made you choose me over somebody else? Because at that point in my journey, I needed to understand what was separating me from the competition. Now, I didn't realize that was an unconscious marketing competent in the making, as it were. My business coach realized that. He said that my learned skill had been voice, but my natural competency was marketing. And and I would never have thought that at the time. But I did those natural things. And I said, why did you come to me? And they'd said, because you seemed relatable. And this is really important. So when you hear things like, you know, you don't have to be a ninth grader to work with a third grader. You just have to be a sixth grader in, 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 a, in skill and education. That is hugely true. But the sixth grader has got to be able to see that they're only going to try and work with the third grader, not the ninth grader, you know, and actually double down on that. But but that really got me curious because for them to say you were relatable, I realized that all of those big bios of my teacher with a bit like these seven figure gurus out there, the big bios with these big careers were very, very intimidating for people that were hobby singers starting off, didn't want to do that type of singing, felt as if they were going to turn them into an opera singer rather than a contemporary singer. They had fears. They had um 
different issues. They had thoughts around it. And because I put something relatable in that about me section, like my story, I'd struggled. I've had to rebuild my voice three times. I know how to do that from scratch. That made such a difference. So that was the that was the first one. So I don't know whether that answers because that's the first thing. That's the first yeah. thing that comes to mind for me. I, I totally and I think I want to really point out something you you know that I'm kind of I don't I want to make sure it just doesn't slide through the cracks here. The piece is you ask other people because I think so often like we're the last to know what that <laughs> yes, totally. you know what the reason why somebody should listen to you yeah, you're probably not the one who comes up with it. Like, I I remember, like, I had, like, like in my sewing business, you know, I had exactly that kind of thing for years. I felt kind of, like, a little, you know, inadequate, let's call it that, because I would take photos of the of the dresses that people would pick up, you know, not all, I wouldn't always get fancy stage photos. So I have these on my little dressmaker or I get the dancer in, in a corner of my patio. And I felt like, yeah, inadequate for years thinking, and I bought an expensive camera. I signed up for like fashion photography because I thought I need to get better photos because this looks so kind of amateurish, right? Until people says, oh, I, you know what? I really loved your photos. Like you feel like it felt like you're a real person. And I can come to exactly that same thing from the dodgy damn photos, you know. <laughs> so it was I was feeling all kind of insecure about it, you know, and, and people came to me because they felt they could talk to me. And it wasn't so slick and it wasn't so, you know, like out of their out of their of their range. And I would have never thought that, you know, I've got other examples, but I think that's that's the point, you know, that I think yeah. asking other people. It's really powerful because you're probably the last to know what your superpower actually is. Yeah. I think what's really interesting to me is the difference when people are maybe around personal brand. And I've just got a poll on LinkedIn at the minute, which is becoming really interesting about what people pay attention to. Is it a methodology? Is it personal brand that creates trust? Is it stories, testimonials, et cetera? You know, is it telling about the, you, the transformation you make and the answers to that are, are not finished yet so I shall hold back to another podcast you'll have to tune in but it's becoming really interesting because there's something around personal brands that's kind of flying through and I think this is where an interesting thing that we're even talking about why should you listen to me because people have trust in how you represent yourself now there's two parts to this that I'm seeing that you'd that you'd said about that that place where people loved those photos because they were relatable at the level that they were at. We get really, really inspired by somebody that's a, a prodigy, that's a massive big business person, you know, that has gone taken it all the way, an Olympian, etc. They become almost that that big inspiration to us. But they have a problem that that being that big they have a problem and the problem is is now they become unrelatable to the majority of their audience they're not in touch with the majority of their audience unless they choose to be and so many times they are often then just working with people they change their audience and they're working with people just below them because actually to work with people you know too far below them they're completely unrelatable and they've forgotten what it's like. So they have a problem. You only need to look back a couple of 
stages to probably find the people that you need to work with and why they should listen to you. And I think going back to your story, especially when you haven't got a lot of client interaction yet, going back to your story is really important. And um, I mean, I'll just say this quickly about visibility, because I did that this morning for myself, because for at least 18 months, I really had this massive imposter syndrome about visibility. How the heck, you know, we run the Visible Club, and I had this idea for it. How the heck could I talk about visibility when you know, give me a rock and I would have crawled under it. And that didn't matter that I had stagecraft. That didn't matter that I'd had a, you know, that I could sing or speak in front of thousands. When it came to marketing visibility, I turned into a quivering jellyfish and I was really mad with myself. I didn't really understand why. But what I did understand coming out of that this year is that I had to do a lot of work around did I really, you know, what was I, what was my identity? How did I want to be online? What was important? And then part of me realized that I needed to throw a lot of that insecure thinking, just because that's what it is, just off the table for the exact reason that you say is because we don't think we look right. I'd like to lose, you know, I'd like to lose two stone. I'd like, you know, everything to be different. I'd like my results to be different. I'd like a lot of things to be different in my life in order to show up because we think that everybody can almost see every part of us when we show up, you know, and they can't, they just can't. And when I did that exercise pretty recently, actually, it was just kind of like, why am I the person to follow around visibility? Why would I be? Why would I be if I'm not the, you know, if I'm not somebody that's like a, a, a mature business with like a million followers etc why would I be the person to listen to and I want you to think about as I talk this through I'd like you to think about what this would be for you if you're listening to this is I, I went back to my story just now it's like why would somebody want to follow me around visibility and my understanding of marketing now that I've just come through this and I thought well that's exactly the reason would you prefer this was my question to myself. Would you prefer somebody that had upskilled themselves but had no empathy because they'd never been through what you'd been through? They'd never been through anything. They did not have any understanding at all. They just had skill. A bit like sort of Andy Murray's tennis coach or whatever, you know, sort of telling him where to put his elbow. Absolutely brilliant if you're working at different levels. So there's, it's not a, a, a rule for everything. But if you're coaching or consulting, there's got to be some lived experience, I think. Otherwise, there's very little to share. But I thought, well, would I prefer to learn from somebody that had all of the skill, but none of the empathy? Or would I prefer to learn from somebody that had acquired the skill, but also had the empathy because it what it, what it took them to acquire the skill to do that? I love living from my zone of genius in places, but there is also a real space for lived experience of coming through that's why I've always said half of the word message is the word mess and you can actually use part of that to truly help people to follow you when you haven't got it all together yet when you're still on the journey otherwise we're saying you've got to have been a success before you can actually be a success which is a bit of an odd oxymoron really there's always this growth and expansion going on all the time so for me, I looked, would I prefer if when I'm having a bad moment to have somebody that just goes, do you know what, about 18 months ago, I went through that exact thing and you can get through this? Or would I prefer somebody that just went, well, I, you know, you just get visible, don't you? <laughs> Who just never knew what it was like not to be able to do that. And I think that is the place to to look into for people 
around why why should you listen to me because that's the work that you do and maybe take a big sheet of paper and write it at the top and then just put a whole load of things down on there because in there your confidence lies which is what you'd said at the beginning totally and I think it's that and it doesn't like why should somebody listen to you doesn't always have to relate strictly to the thing you're selling right so I mean I don't know like so many times people go oh I just you know I've heard this like oh you just kind of dropped everything and moved to Spain like that thing I get a lot you know it has nothing directly to do with the service I offer right I've had people who connect over the dogs you know, so there was just that, oh, my God, we can both get tear up, teary-eyed when we talk about dogs. And she walks up and she goes, oh, I-, I know I need to work with you. Right? And so it doesn't have to, but it's it, it's really, I think that idea of take a piece of paper and see all the things that can be where somebody can connect with you. And I think that's what if it came down to that. It's yeah. like what are all the areas, all the points, all the experiences, all the you know, learnings that you've experienced that that can help somebody else connect with you. Because that's something. It's like you don't need to, like you don't need to be like the super expert. Like my best coach, like in sports, when I was a teenager, like he was like in his late sixties. You know, I was playing table tennis. We could wipe him off the table anytime. Like he wasn't the better player now. You know, but hell was he a good coach? So. You know, the question isn't so much, are you a million dollar, have you got a million dollar followers? Can you help me? That's the question, yeah. right? And I think the answer will be yes for so many more people, so many more of the time that it's really helpful to actually consciously look for these things. And I think so that's the takeaway for people from this episode, right? Take the time and look for those. Take the time, because as you write those down, It'll, it won't just be, it'll be the why that you're ending up writing down. And I think sometimes, as we've always said, the, the first sale starts with you. And you have to be convinced that you have the ability to lead people right in the middle of your insecurities, your mess, and your values, and all of your likes and your dislikes, because we connect on so many different levels with people that we know, like, and trust. So, I hope you got something valuable for this and that you will do this exercise too. So in the meantime, take care. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Visible Coaches podcast. If you've ever felt the pressure to market yourself in ways that don't align with your true nature, this podcast is your sanctuary. If you've enjoyed what you've heard so far, make sure to subscribe to the Visible Coaches podcast on your favorite platform. And we would really be grateful if you could leave us a review. Your feedback means the world to us and it helps us reach more introverted coaches like you. To grab this episode's free resource, visit thevisiblecoachespodcast.com now. That's thevisiblecoachespodcast.com. Let's continue to embrace our introverted strength, create meaningful connections and make waves in the coaching world. Until next time.